The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For more information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org. Speaking of views of Christ, there are many views of Christ given to us in the Old Testament. There's none more sweet to me, at least, than what we find in the book of Ruth. In the view of Christ that we're given in the person of a man named Boaz. You may recall that in the first chapter of the book of Ruth, there's um, a family, a man named Elimelech, who had two sons and a wife named Naomi. They were living in Bethlehem, which literally means the house of bread. (laughs) But when the famine came, and a famine came, they left and they went into the land of Moab. Now, before we run them down too much, just understand it was a real famine, okay? It was a real famine. And when people get hungry, they do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. So he didn't do right. Uh, He should have thought to himself that if I'm going to be surviving a famine, I probably ought to be where the Lord has placed his favor. I ought to be in the house of bread. Amen. (laughs) You know, but... Again, people do things that they wouldn't otherwise do when the famine hits. And it's a lesson to us that when the famine hits, we shouldn't leave the house of bread. Amen. We should stay in the place where God has put his favor. But that's another message. But you know the story. They went over there and they stayed at least 10 years. I think it was probably a little more than that. But we're told that they were there at least 10 years, long enough for their sons to marry. Uh, Moabitish women, not women who had been raised under the preaching of the truth, right. not pe- men, not women who had they had been instructed to marry. They'd actually been instructed not to marry outside of the um, bounds of the nation of Israel. But they they did anyway. And there's a lesson there also that uh, certainly I always tell our young folks at our church: if you want to catch the right kind of fish, you need to fish in the right kind of pond. Uh, so you know you're not going to catch catfish in a bass pond or crappie in a in a catfish pond unless they've been put there. But uh, but the point is is that they were they were fishing in the wrong pond and they were out in the wrong place. But you know sometimes the Lord blesses us anyway. Uh, I don't recommend you wading through that minefield, but I do. Uh, I do. Uh, as as the brothers already said, the Lord is merciful. So, uh, but be that as it may, eventually they heard that. Um, Naomi, you know, her, her, her husband died, her two sons died, and it was just her and the two daughters-in-law, and they came back to the, to the land of Bethlehem, to the land of Judah, finally, okay? And it's there we pick up the story in chapter 2, and I, wanna, I just want to spend a little time here, and hopefully through this we will see a view of Christ, because understand that Boaz, who was a near kinsman, a near kinsman, turned out to be the kinsman redeemer, yes. ultimately, of, uh, of Ruth and Naomi and their whole line of uh, descent there. But uh, Boaz is a, is a wonderful type, a wonderful view of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So look at verse 1 of chapter 2. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. Now, that name Boaz there literally means 
called, called. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ was called to the service to which he rendered. We're told that, and uh, I think I think it's uh, Isaiah chapter 42, he said, behold, mine elect, you know, speaking of Christ, he was in yeah. a sense the first elect. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. He was God himself. He was God in, in, in the, the second person, as we always say, of the Godhead. So uh, I'm not talking about him as being somewhat lesser, but he was he was chosen, the Godhead chose the second person of the Godhead to be the one to come and to redeem right. those that were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Yeah. But I want you to notice something about him. He said Naomi had a kinsman. He was a kinsman. He was related. Did you know that all of the gods of all of the pagans out there, they're not related to right. man? Amen. There's some things called demigods. That was where a real God would uh, come down and have relations with a human and, and born of that relationship would be some half God. But I want you to understand this morning that the Lord Jesus Christ is not a half God. Amen. He's not a demigod. He is true God. Amen. But because he came down in the flesh, because he took on him uh, the nature of Abraham, the, the, he, he was clothed in the flesh of Abraham, he was really man, he is our kinsman. Amen. He is our kinsman. And it's only by doing so could he come down and redeem us in the way that he did. Amen. See? But I want you to notice something else about him here because I do want to talk a little bit about the eternal blessings we have in him. But primarily what I want to focus on, and I believe a great part of the focus here this, uh, in this book of Ruth is upon the timely blessings that we have through the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice it says that he was a mighty man of wealth. A mighty man of wealth. Now listen to what's happened here. You remember, this, you go back and read it, but you've heard me sort of give a recap that there was a great famine in the land. It was a real famine, as I said. Don't, don't miss that point. It was right, a real famine. Right. It was really, it wasn't just something where somebody could come along and say, I ain't that bad. No, it was that bad. <laughs> It was, a, it was a true famine. But notice what Boaz did. Boaz had never left. Boaz was always there in that land where that right. famine occurred. And 10 years later or so, he's a mighty man of wealth. Amen. He's a mighty man of wealth. Did you know that when the famine, you know, they, we go through famines, do we not, in right. the kingdom of God? You know, sometimes it's a famine of preaching. Sometimes it's a famine of, of holding firm to the truths of God's word. We've seen a lot of drift through the years. You know, there, were, there was a time when every Baptist church, I go back about to the early 1900s for sure, and some later than that, but, but certainly in the 1800s, if you went to any Baptist church that was constituted in that time, and you compare the articles of faith right. of this church here at Macedonia to the, those churches there, they would be almost identical. Right. In Pickens County, where we live, uh, the Pickens County Baptist Association's articles of faith were almost identical to Zion Primitive Baptist Church's articles of faith. So, in fact, there's a couple of ways they were written better. <laughs> uh, they, were, they were more sound in a sense. Not really more sound, but they were more clear. And, right. and now you go to those churches in the religious world, even among Baptists, and they re the preaching resembles nothing like what was found right. in those original articles of faith. And the practice has gone completely away. Right. 
gone completely away. Right. You know, you know what happens? It's when a famine comes, people tend to flee yeah. Yeah. from the kingdom of God. Right. They tend to flee and they, they tend to innovate. They say, you know, they're they're trying to change things and make things well, let's modernize and all that. Well, I'm glad we got lights and I'm glad we got indoor plumbing, but beloved, I'm glad that we still have the simple way of worship, preaching, praying, and singing. There was nothing else needed in the time of Christ. There's nothing else that he instituted, and there's nothing else that we need in 2024. He was a mighty man of wealth. Boaz was there the whole time. He never left, and he came through in shining colors, so to speak. Did you know the Lord Jesus Christ is always there? He's never been diminished in one sense, not even by our leaders. Leaving is he diminished? Amen. Right. Yes, the church is diminished. Yes, the church hurts when we leave and when we lose young folks or any kind of folks when we lose. But Christ is not diminished. Amen. Right. He is not diminished. He is a, our mighty man of wealth. But now I want you to notice that our mighty man, look, this is the power of Christ. See, the power of Christ has not been diminished. Now I want you to notice the providence of Christ. It says in Ruth, the Moabites said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. She said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz. Now, I'm convinced that the Lord has a sense of humor. And I believe this is one evidence of it right here. It's almost like he said, I'm going to prompt you to write this, and he's just grinning while he does it. <laughs> she just happened. You know, that's kind of the way I would say it. She just happened, quote, unquote, to light up on the field of Boaz. Right, right. Okay. Now, whether you agree with me that the Lord has a sense of humor or not, I promise you this right here is written tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because we know that uh, in this case, this is an evidence of the providence of God. Amen. Now, I want you to, I, I, I've experienced that in my own life, okay? Now, now, some of you were born and raised primitive Baptists, okay? Some of you were, you've never known another uh, denomination, another uh, uh, church out of the religious world. But some of us came later on in life to the primitive Baptists. Yeah. We grew up, my brother and I, Tim and I, we grew up in a church that preached the truth of grace, but there were different practices, and they weren't primitive Baptists, and, and there were some things there that, uh, you know, would wax and wane that would be issues and all that. And we, listen, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Let me just say this for the record. I'm so thankful for what I learned in, in the independent Baptist churches right. that I grew yeah. up in. Yeah. The, Lord, the Lord was gracious. To, talk about Amen. merciful. He was gracious to us. We had good preachers. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. I'm so thankful. But you know what God did eventually? Mm-hmm. You know, especially after I, was, <laughs> after I surrendered to the call to preach, and I began to tell the Lord where I was going to go and preach. <laughs> uh, I don't like to brag on my brother. Would you step out just a minute? I don't, to, I don't like to lift him up too high. He'll, he'll hold it against me. But, uh, but, but uh, I can remember having a lunch with him one time before I came to the Primitive Baptist. He was already pastoring a Primitive Baptist church, and they were experiencing revival and growth. And, and I was trying to, I wanted his, you know, his input about maybe praying for me about where I should be, where I should be preaching and pastoring. And, and we, we kind of talked about this independent Baptist church here and that independent Baptist church over there. And then he kind of brought it up, kind of grinned. He said, well, you know, 
there's always Zion. And I looked at him and went, ha, 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 yeah, that's right, yeah. And then we moved on. And then about, you know, about three or four years later, All right. I became the third member of Zion Church. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I became and eventually their pastor. That's right. My hap yeah. was to light yeah. upon that field there in Zion. Right. You, you don't know what that hap was all about? It was all about the providence of Amen. God. Right. Yeah. Amen. See, God didn't just save us for eternity and leave us to wonder. Thank you. Amen. That would have been enough. Right. That would have been all we, that's all we deserve. If he never blesses me again, that's all I deserve. I mean, you know, I don't deserve that. That's, right. I don't deserve what I would get in heaven. I certainly don't deserve any blessings here, but he has blessed me here, the providence of God here, the providence of Christ is shown when this little Moabitess woman, this little woman, she wasn't born and raised in Israel. She wasn't born and raised in the visible aspect of the kingdom of God. But, oh, she was a child of God yeah, that he right. loved dearly. And he, he led her through his providence yeah. to the place where she needed to be gleaning. Now I want you to notice the purpose of Christ. He said, Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? Now look, no type in the scripture is ever perfect. Right. Okay? Right. And this one didn't either. Our Boaz didn't find us wandering in the fields of the world. Amen. Right. Our Boaz saw us before the foundation of the world. Amen. Yeah, right. Amen. But I want you to notice what this is, and, and I believe it demonstrates so, so sweetly to us how, how our Boaz thinks of us. Now, this was a Moabitess woman. She was not dressed up for the pageant. Right, right. <laughs> she yeah. was out there gleaning and had been gleaning for some time. That's hard work. That's not... That's not um, the easy life. Right. In fact, the reason she was gleaning in the first place is she had nothing else. Amen. Right. You know, a mighty man of wealth, surely he ought to be looking for a mighty woman of beauty and wealth. You know, isn't that what happens in the, in the, um, in the royalty of this world? Yeah. They, they right. don't. You know, I remember when King Charles married Diana, you know, there's a big scandal because she wasn't of the royalty, you know. Right. She had some connection, but, you know, it's always arranged marriages with the, the, the mighty, the high and the mighty marrying the high and the mighty. Right. But you notice what happened here. You know what this verse 5 is? This is Boaz, his eyes falling upon Ruth for the first time and saying, my goodness, how beautiful yeah, she is yeah, and how much I... This is him falling in love with her. Yeah. This is him falling in love with her. This is amazing, is it not? What our, this type of Christ, he's looking at a little Moabitess alien uh, stranger to the covenants of promise, someone who had no claim upon any of the covenants of, of Abraham even, and he's looking over there. He says, who is this? I must have her. There was all kinds of women out there gleaning, no doubt, but he saw her. Beloved, it's even better for us because we weren't even in existence at the time right. other than in the mind and purpose of Christ. Amen. And, you know, he didn't look down as some teach us about election, and he saw what we would do. He saw how we would live. He saw what choices we would make, and therefore he chose us. Election goes one way, child of God, Amen. from God to man. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
he looked down in time and he saw us. I, I, this is a, this is a dem demonstration. Of, Whose damsel is this? You know what Christ's answer is? She's mine. Yeah, Amen. She's mine. Yes. She's mine. And notice what he says to her. Well, the servant answers him and tells him who she was, and she she came said, you know, she came to us and asked to glean and all this. And look at verse eight. Now here's here's this is not the purpose of I'm not talking about the purpose of Christ in eternity. But look at here. This is a here and now thing. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field. Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap. And go thou after him. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. You know, I'm sure Boaz, Boaz knew. He knew Naomi's story. Remember, Naomi went out full. She came home empty. Hmm. Her name meant pleasant. She said, don't call me Naomi pleasant anymore. Call me Mara, right. bitter, when she came back. He knew the mistake Elimelech had made. He knew how foolish he had been to leave and go to another place. He knew how long she had been away, and he knew she came home. Naomi came home dragging these this foreign young woman with her. And yet he loved her anyway. Right. Amen. And here's what he said to her. He said, now, now, here's the deal, Ruth. He said, I want you to glean in my field. There's a lot of fields out there. There's a lot of fields out of the Bethlehem area in that day of Judea. There's a lot of fields in the world. Boaz said, glean in my field, this field. Not, not some other, other field. There's some other fields that look similar. There's some other fields that maybe got a little bit in them over there. But, you know, I grew up in a field that had some gleanings in it. I'm thankful for that. But you know what he said? He said, you found my field. Right. I want you to stay in my field. I want you to be here in this place. You see, there's a treasure in my field. Yeah, amen. There's a treasure that, yeah, that, right. that most of the, you know, Ruth wasn't looking for it. She was just looking for the little crumbs she could find. But there was a treasure here. Boaz said, stay here. Not only can you glean, you can drink, and your thirst can be quenched. There, there's, And we're going to see, as we continue looking at this, and we're not going to spend too much more time on it, but notice, notice the provision of Boaz, the provision of Christ here. Skipping on over there, she's thankful about it. In verse uh, 14, Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her, or gave her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when he, she was risen to glean, Boaz commanded his young men. Notice this, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. Listen, they didn't get to glean among the sheaves. Right. The sheaves were those things that were made up. You know, the, the gleanings, by definition, didn't have anything to do with the sheaves. Right. There was gleanings that were left after they were made up into the sheaves. Right. He said, you get to glean even among the sheaves. Yeah. You don't have to just settle for those droppings over here. You don't have to just Amen. settle for the gleanings and the crumbs. You get to glean among the sheaves. Amen. Beloved, I believe this morning we're gleaning among the sheaves yes, of God's Amen. kingdom. Amen. We're in the field there that he gave to us. We're in the place that he's told us to glean from and nowhere else. And when we do that, when we right. do that, you know, others can give you some gleanings. You can pick up a little right. bit here and there. 
You can go to some of the fields of the world and you can get some of the things there. There's some people out there that teach some things that are similar, but not all the way according to the word of God. You can get a little bit there. I've been there before, but beloved, now I get to glean among the sheep. I get to slake my thirst at the watering trough of Christ. Amen. And notice what else he said. Verse 16. He's talking to his servants now. He said, let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them. Amen. She may glean them and rebuke her not. I have been a recipient of some of those handfuls of purpose have been dropped. I've been low. I've been deceived. I've been discouraged by the devil as a brother talked to us about. I've seen the lies that he puts out there. I've seen the TV. I've been frustrated this week. I've been frustrated this week. We had a ruling from our Supreme Court this past week. It should have been celebrated by the pro-life cause up and down the state and the devil hijacked the narrative and turned it into something that even some of God's children are questioning. Mm. I've seen what he can do. But you know, I've also seen what Christ can do. Amen. I've experienced what my Boaz can do. That's right. I've experienced the handfuls of purpose that he has left for me from time to time, much like today. This is, this is a place where the sheaves are gathered. Yeah. You know, one of the most important things we can remember about the kingdom of God is that even in the famine, maybe it's a famine of fellowship sometimes, maybe it's a famine of preaching, maybe it's just a famine of membership, maybe, you know, churches wax and wane from time to time. Sometimes, sometimes we're our own worst enemies, yeah. <laughs> you know. We, 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 we commit spiritual suicide, so to speak, in a, in, a, in a fellowship sense from time to time. But I'm telling you, beloved, that, uh, that even when the famine comes, there is nothing better than the treasure in the field yeah. that we have found Amen. in the Amen. world. Right. You know, he, did, he said the man over there in Matthew 13, when he found the treasure in the field, he said he sold everything he had and bought that field. Right. Now, now listen, I would much rather just buy the treasure. Okay, yeah. I would, but but in this world we'll never just get the treasure. Okay, right. we have to buy the field. Right. There's potholes, there's stump holes, there's weeds, there's trouble in the field from time to time. Yeah. But the treasure is there, beloved. Amen. The treasure has Amen. never left, and more than that, the Lord has never left. Amen. The mighty man, this mighty man of wealth, who is our Boaz, has always been there, and it's only in that place that we can experience Amen. His power, His providence. And fulfill his purpose. Amen. And find his provision. May the Lord add his blessings. Amen. 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 We thank you for listening to today's message and invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For further information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org.